Ciro3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley touring market, as well as other types. Hey Liza, that's us. We're the other types. I'm checking out this site right now. They have a well-rounded product line, from chrome to lighting and comfort. Hell yeah they do, they got a lot of chrome. And a bunch of LED lighting accessories. You know what that means, right? Less stress on your stator. Zero3D.com takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing. Yeah, I'm checking out the Cypher Air Cleaner. It's pretty minimalist, but it still has exotic styling. Distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties, in Europe, Parts Europe and Zodiac, and in Asia by Twin Art. Passion for design and innovation. Always something new to see at Ciro3D.com. Yo, Liza, why are you talking like that? Because the ladies love it. <laughs> I like it. Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Everyone is so quiet because I used a little ploy to get them to shut up. Yeah, because ah, you're... God <laughs> damn it! You're a piece of shit. You're playing with our emotions, Liza. Like but you know who's not a piece she of shit? Told us, she implied that her dog was dead. <laughs> well, I had just saw well, Bosley, so... Oh, did you play Bosley it got, to get it, our attention? It got, it got the room quiet. Oh, that's horrible. It got the room quiet. And the room's getting quiet a second time. <laughs> Cut. We've got... Oh God, Charlie. Yeah. We've got, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Oh, we've got a large and rowdy group tonight. So let's get to who is here oh, we're actually recording that. in the garage Charlie's tonight. Outside voice. Jesus Christ. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza. How's it going? Hey. Right. Hey, nice Hi. and simple. Running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. Scooterists have feelings, too, you know. <laughs> Over in the yeah, corner, we've got Sonia. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Next to that, we've got Henry. Hello. <laughs> Next to that, we've got Charlie. Fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> oh my God. What the I'm your put his big boy pants on today. <laughs> they're short. Right. They're short. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Next to me, uh, we've got Knock. A society goes great. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, eat a bag of dicks, hey. Okay. <laughs> Next to that, we've got Segalin. Bonsoir. Very happy to be with you tonight. Bonsoir. Nice. Next to that, we've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. All right. On the pretty girl couch tonight, we've got John from Vermont. Hello. <laughs> right, right next to him, also on the pretty girl couch tonight, Julio. From well, everywhere, but we'll go with South Africa. South Africa, hello yeah. everyone. I miss the rains down in Africa. The <laughs> <laughs> international wow. up in this bitch. <laughs> and I would just like to point out they're both extremely well groomed. This is true. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Uh, next to that, we've got Bex. Aloha. All right, and next to her, we've got Naked Jim. Knock. Yes. Moto GP baby. Oh, did you watch that shit? We're coming down to the end. Oh, it's good. If you don't watch MotoGP, you should. 
That's all I'm saying for the whole you've, night. You've, you've drank in every flavor of Kool-Aid <clears throat> we've given you, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, MotoGP is the crack flavor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next to that, we've got Isaac. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. <laughs> down into my belly. <laughs> wow. Okay. And, uh, oh, we're not done yet. There's still more. Wait, there's but more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> we've got Cat. Hello. And then next to that, we've got Cody. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. And then coming in late when you hear some sort of ruckus, that's going to be award-winning Mike. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Maybe some crashing sound. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Um, all right. That's the show, show, guys. Tonight. <laughs> see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to give a thanks again to our sponsor, Zero 3D. And Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs> no, go check out their stuff. And it's C-I-R-O-3D.com. We are going to be uh, checking out more stuff of theirs. But, yeah, I really want to give them a big thanks for, for believing in us. Don't know why, but we they will, did. We will so, somebody them does, shortly. huh? <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to. Somebody has to. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to start with an apology, Liza. And Emma has a correction. Well, yeah, it's a correction. It's an apology. Um, last week, you put me on the spot. You said, oh, who did you meet at... Oh, that was me. That was me. Babes right yeah, I didn't Sorry. Do and my mind just went blank. So I really, really want to thank great girl Francesca. She was running the... Um, uh, motorcycle repair booth with Marianne. Great couple of girls. They worked so hard all weekend. So it's a really big shout out to them. So sorry, I forgot your name at the time. Um, but looking forward to next year. Awesome. Are, are you able Woo! to sign up for that position, or is it one of those things you just show up and do? Oh, no, she volunteered for it ahead oh, of time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and they did ser- sterling service. Because, you know, you go down there to enjoy yourself. Mm hmm. And the fact of the matter is, the people who actually work there, the harder they work, the better time you have. Yeah. And you you can't get away from that. Yeah, and people Uh, are writing from all over the country, so it's not like you're back in your own neighborhood or your own town or city where you know everybody. Right. You're like out in the middle of the desert. Exactly. Hundreds of miles from... And, you know, the the stuff that ends up on my bench at work, yeah, I mean, it's, it's... It's mostly Japanese, but when you're doing Babes Ride Out, everything ended up on that bench. You're doing Harleys, you're doing European stuff, you're doing Japanese stuff, so... You know, and... And everybody's there to have a good time. Everyone's there to have a good time. So, big shout-out to those two. Thank you, guys. So, uh, let me tell you what we have coming up on this show. What's on First, we're going to start with what we did today, and there yeah. was some stuff getting done. Bex, oh, yeah, you're, you're in the hot seat tonight. <laughs> then uh, we're, I saw Bex doing work, and uh, it's just Miss Emma doing the rest of the work. No. No, about no, this. no. We'll get around to that. All right. Also, All right. We, have, we have a couple get-to-knows from uh, John and Julia, yeah. who Sweet. graced us with their presence today. We also had a listener, Ed, come by today. He had a lot of fun. Cool. Um, then we're going to talk about a statement that Emma made last week that I'm holding her I'm Yeah, holding her I'm going to stand for. by it. And she said... Well, you're going to have to wait and see. She made a comment about, about a bike that may be the, one of the best bikes she's ever had. We're going to talk about that, and she's going to defend it. Then we're going to talk about, uh, instead of a up-the-butt bike, we had a listener said we should talk about the under-the-butt bike. What's an under-the-butt bike? Well, that's the, the one bike, if you can only have one bike. And I'm going to give you all a $10,000 budget. 
to pick that one bike. So everyone here in the room, be prepared to answer, what is your under-the-butt bike? Um, and then we're also going to get a little bit of scooter news, and we have a an announcement about a world premiere, and we've got some great emails to get to, too. So lots to cover tonight. Um, let's start with what we did today. Bex, let's just cover this. Bex has a piece of shit motorcycle <laughs> that she just has not known what to do for a while now. You know when you have that first bike, but you just can't get rid of it? Like... <laughs> So much Who for called? being quiet. Who right called now? the crash? I called the crash. <laughs> Who called the crash? <laughs> so, you know when you just can't get rid of that first bike, but it's it's grenaded, and so, you know, you just True. let it sit in the garage or the yard or whatever. Well, she finally pulled it out, and she's, like, assessing it. Whipped she has it a plan for it, but that plan <laughs> changed. So, let's, tell us what the bike is and what you did today. Um, it's a 2001 uh, Suzuki GZ250. Uh, today, I pulled out an engine, <coughs> or the engine of it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> autopsied it, and discovered it was truly grenaded. Yeah, I, Nock actually said that he'd never seen something. Well, let's cover, so this is the fucked. first time you pulled an engine out of a motorcycle. Yeah. How many people did it take, and Three. how long did it take? Are you counting me in that... Because I helped last week. Mm, yeah, okay. So, th- then five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so, Isaac so did held go? one end of a wrench, um, and as we were taking out some bolts, and then he was like, oh, wait, there's a cradle. And I was like, hmm, what's that? And then uh, <laughs> was like, oh, there's a cradle. And I was like, there's a cradle. And I still didn't see what a cradle was. So, I'm new to motorcycles. Oh, I, I didn't spot the cradle. That's why I was telling you to take the starter out so you could clear that part of the frame. <laughs> it's like a seat belt for an engine. <clears throat> but yeah. this is, I love that. Because there's so many bikes. Emma, how many people cut the frame on a CB750 to try and get the engine out? Oh, yeah. It's a, right? it's a bloody nightmare. So here's a bike. They actually have a section of the frame that would, that bolts in at both ends, so you can just take, take the whole out. thing out. But if, if I can come to Bex's defense, that is an, a nasty little bike to get the, the engine out. It's got a cradle, and that's great. But it's got no center stand. Mm-hmm. The side stand is on the cradle. <laughs> so is. when you drop off the cradle... <laughs> Which is why no it way. took three of us. <laughs> and I'm not quite done yet. You have to pull the swing arm pivot out of the bike it's to drop it because it goes through the back of the engine. What? So well, basically, the motorcycle out. turns into a big floppy lump of jelly yep. when yeah. you're trying to take a large, heavy component out of it. I don't think it's made to be pulling engines on. Well, it's going to be made to. So deal this with was it. a grenaded <laughs> engine, and you didn't know what had grenaded in it, but you would plan to just sw- do an engine swap and get a new engine. Yes. So what did you find when you took it apart? Because the autopsy is always fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, wow. Uh, I don't even know how to describe Use it. Use your words. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was kind of mushed and melted and uh, the um, valves were. Okay. Where, uh, where did you find the debris? Oh, well, it started actually the first time when I took off the carburetor. And oh. uh, looking in with a little flashlight, you just saw metal bits. And it in was the, just in the bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Exhaust port? Yeah, e- e- <clears throat> exhaust port. 
exhaust port. You said you looked in the carburetor? No, yeah, well, that'd be the intake. The, no, it was okay. So was where we parts. took when Emma and I like took it was off everywhere. the exhaust. Yes, that's okay. and you looked it. in it. It was there were metal bits. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So then you took the valve cover off. Yes. And what did you see in there? <laughs> <laughs> really sad thing <laughs> <laughs> so what ultimately what ultimately happened um can i can i jump the, in yeah the, this is painful the, please the, describe to her what happened it's destroyed it's i mean okay. it's just okay. melted let's talk about the valve that broke well it, the up down we're gonna talk about all the little pokey bits we're gonna talk about the timeline <laughs> of what happened to the engine and the value in this is this is what's going to happen to your engine if you run it low on oil. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so that's what happened? It's a single-cylinder bike, and it's an overhead cam, so it, it, it it's very greedy with oil. It needs oil. Mm. So when it ran low on oil, the top started getting starved of oil. What's the cam thing? And then the cam followers. followers mm -hmm. The first the thing to go were the cam followers. Yep. So this is like seconds from disaster. The cam followers, instead of having a nice con uh, uh, convex, convex profile, they became con concave. Mm -hmm. So and the valve clearances virtually within a few seconds got massive. So the followers are what the cam touches. Right. There's yes. the cam. Exactly. And they actually the pivot and open the valves. Okay. So within the space of about three or four seconds, they wore out. They didn't open. And, and because then the they're thinner, that's why the valve's right. getting... And mm -hmm. then the valve got massive valve clearances, so okay. now the followers are smacking down on the valves. Not touching oh. them, they're mm. smacking down on them. It basically it smashed up the exhaust valves, which then dropped onto the cylinder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then it's um, like a popcorn The machine. piston <laughs> coming up hit probably one valve took out the other one it it's horrendous i mean it's great cornflakes yeah. in there the imagine if yeah. you took a pie and dropped it from about four feet up that's like the top of the pie is what the cylinder looked like top of the cylinder. Yeah. all well, smashed up the, the cylinder was or the piston was actually split down the back too. yeah, yeah that's oh, pretty crazy man. It, w it was split down the back and then on the inside of it too yeah. where hmm. it had imploded so um, yeah, and then the the bits, the valve. One of the valves uh, actually turned into kind of a, a metal coin. Yeah, of, <laughs> oh, of <mush>. medallion. <laughs> horrible. You make a necklace. So out of yeah. <laughs> we're gonna post some pictures on Facebook. But the good thing is just kind of the top end, right? Because yeah, looking I mean, at it, exactly. I mean, you can actually instead of having to swap out an engine now, you can actually rebuild well, that if you're interested. Well, how are the bearings? Really how, yeah. how are the crank bearings? I I had a very very good look over the because um, mm -hmm. uh, that could potentially end. get screwed, right? It could potentially get screwed. But the thing to remember about a GZ250 is um, nobody cares. It's got <laughs> <laughs> about GZ250s. That's not fair. <laughs> it has a massive rod on it. I mean, it's Huge rod. Is that why they call it the jizzer? That's what, that's what she said. <laughs> exactly. It's the and yeah, to cut a long story short, the bottom end's okay. The mains are good. The rod's good. The can, rod's straight. Can you get top ends for it? I think so. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, so the cam, everything. Okay. So basically, cylinder, piston, cylinder head, um, camshaft, 
followers. followers if we yeah. can if we can get the whole lot for like two or three hundred bucks so it's gonna be worth you it. would assume all the debris is just relegated to the top and oh yeah it's it just in the top around you yeah. could probably get a gzr parts bike for about two or three hundred bucks right like half the time when you have mm, something that's I've kind looked. of expensive mm. look up like how much is a whole yeah. parts bike mm. yeah does it have the part i need might as well buy that right that, that's a good yeah, really Kat, good Kat advice learned that lesson really good advice um however with this bike it's it's i've been Not looking valid. for months it did it isn't yeah. that cool so now you got to make a list of parts and mm-hmm. start shopping for them yes yeah that's good good so there's hope for this thing yet yeah and it's adorable so why not okay that's good paint <laughs> <laughs> I, my only comment about that bike is to me it's a sign of of how um i'm gonna call it cheap but it's not a I don't think Suzuki cares that much when they can't even put a, a 3D, like, de- they put a decal. It's not even like a 3D emblem on it that uh-huh. sticks on. It's a decal. It looks like a cheap decal on it. That, to me, is just a sign that they just, this was a low-budget well, bike anywhere, everywhere you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, in the States, but, like, if you think about that motor being used in other Asian countries. Oh, sure. Sure, but, yeah. you know. I, I've taken this bike off-road, and it's really nimble and fun. And um, I feel as though my ignorance is the reason why it blew up. And I feel that my now, what, y- almost a year of motorcycling can can bring it back to life. So that's kind of why I want to do that. Cool. It was my first, and I want to be able to um, give it new life and maybe pass it on to someone else who it might show the, the two-wheel world, too. Cool. Well, we'll keep up with the progress on that. So, hey, let's get to our pals on the Pretty Girl Couch tonight. So we've got John and Julia. John, let's start with you because you got here first. So you're from Vermont. You're out here doing some work, right? Yeah. Have have you had a chance to ride out here? Yeah. When I was out here, um, I worked at a fab, semiconductor fab, for 15 months, and I had my road glide out here, so I rode. Cool. And uh, we had a Sportster stolen when we were out here from San Jose from the hotel. What Um, shitty. It was a homeless guy. I didn't lock the steering, and he, he just pushed he, it away. He, yeah, and he lobbed off the start or the key switch, Jeez. and uh, took it joyriding for about a thousand miles. Wow! And the San Jose police couldn't see it sitting next to his camper, and when they did, couldn't do anything because it was public land. And he, well, I don't know how it got here. Well, I was talked out of burning down his camper by a biker friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Wow. Nice. So, so is that your only bike? <coughs> no. So, to list off what bikes you got right now. Okay. Um, oh, he's closing his eyes. He's got to think. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> we'll, we'll start from the the little to big. There's okay. A tw- uh, one twenty five Harley Hummer that was my dad's, and I Whoa. used to ride on the tank wow. with him when I was four wow. in cool. Dover, Massachusetts. And I have a. Uh, was this like an Italian Harley? No, it's a two stroke single cylinder. It's a Hummer. Yeah. This was a, an American Harley. Well, not quite. Okay. No, it started off as a German dispatch bike in the Second okay. World War, oh, and they divvied up the design wow. of it. It's a DKW. It's a Das yeah. Kleine Wunder, and it was built in America as the Hummer, in Germany as the DKW, right. and in England as the BSA Bantam. Wow. Huh? Same and, engine. And, and Hummer means so it makes four uh, horsepower. Means lobster in German. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think this it's bike red. was actually built in the U.S. using huh. this German yes. engine. Wow. That, okay. I so never knew you about know, that. I, and I. Just 
just realized what a great pair the Jizzer and the Hummer would make together. Well, take on. Okay, well, the Hummer's a two-stroke. It makes four horsepower. Her bike has the twin squirrel combustion chamber and probably makes, what, 20 horsepower? All right, so what else you got besides the Hummer? Um, I have a basket case um, Triumph Mountain Cub. Okay. And... um, uh, a matchless um, oh. twin. It's got wow. a 750 uh, Norton Atlas engine. Wow. So it's an AMC. I think it's right. a 64 G15 CSR. Wow. Yeah, that'd be I, about I'm right. surprised I could remember that, but yeah. Cool. I had that in high school and on mm-hmm. a su- uh, Martha's oh, you're, Vineyard you're, for a summer. Oh, you're a keeper, huh? You keep oh, them all? Oh, yeah. I got <laughs> 18 cars in the barn. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, barns. Oh, oh, I wish no. I had a barn. <laughs> we love our weather and our roads, but and damn, I, I want a barn. I have right. a bunch of orange can-ams in various states of parts and completion. And okay, when you can have a bunch of can-ams, you really got a lot of room. <laughs> and then I have a, an... Um, Armstrong Can-Am, one of the last ones built in England hmm. under contract. They couldn't keep up with the demand. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, great bike. And uh, let's see. My kids both have dirt bikes. I think nice. there's a TTR 125 yeah. and a YZ80. Um, I have a Kawasaki. I think it's an 03400. Um, it's kind of like a dual sport, but more towards enduro. It's the E with the plastic tank. Mm-hmm. Electric start. Um, I have a road glide. Uh, there's a sportster in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be forgetting something. <laughs> okay, so is the uh, Harley your your main ride? Yeah, pretty much. I love it. I mean, you asked me earlier what yeah. bike I want. I I oh, don't. we'll get back to that. We'll, well get back. Know, Come on. Okay, Come because on. I like that bike. It's right. been a great bike. So, what was your first bike? Um, a Rup. Enduro, four horsepower Tecumseh torque converter. A Rupp? What? what? The it's heck a Rupp mini bike. And then a Hodaka oh, 125 oh, after that. Oh, there you go. Dang, you just go for all the weird ones. Don't I'm you? a Hodaka transmission <laughs> specialist. <laughs> wow. Cool. Wow. They um, should go down to yeah, uh, you Pacific go Grove to... and see the bikes that they've got down there. Well, also, um, yeah, we got uh, some. Rob got... Talbot's got some Hodakas too. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But yeah, we've got a um, combat wombat. Yeah, and that's a what I have. Su- and a, a super, super wombat. wombat. Nice. And we got the super, which is more horsepower. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Nice. So you've been riding your whole life? Since uh, about fourth grade. Well, like I said, I was on the front of my dad's little Har- Harley Hummer when I was probably four years old. So nice. your dad was a Harley guy? Not really. He just happened to get it at my grandparents' used furniture store. It just came in and <laughs> he just. Started riding it. Wow. Cool. Nice. And are you riding? What's your riding season like up there? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I already put my bike away. So, yeah. But when I was out here the year before last, I rode right through the season. Wow. You got to do like the Canadian guys. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You were muted. Bex was eating. Okay. Now you can talk again. I used to ride in the snow on my dirt bike, but that's when I was younger. And Well, I just did it my hip replace, so I may start riding the dirt bikes again. And oh, nice. I can actually ride in comfort now. Before, it was very painful to ride. Wow. Do you have any good crash stories? Yeah. Oh, um, let's hear it. I had a tree uh, when I was racing enduro with my left knee. It shattered my knee. Oh. And, uh, sweet. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Is that your oh. goal, Charlie? Definitely not. You used to race? Yeah, I was uh, a champion in New England. (laughs) 
That's nothing. <laughs> what kind of champion? Well, junior enduro champion. Nice. What were you riding for that? Um, uh, two years I got it. First year was a Can Am 125, the yeah. rotary valve. It was a TNT 125. These are, these are the Can Ams that are still sitting in your garage? No, I don't have all of them. I've had about 25 Can Ams. Wow. Um, I, uh, in a 78 OSA six day that I bought brand new, and that was my favorite dirt bike ever. Oh, OSA's a great bike. Yeah, great. Oh, my God. How about um, touring? What's the longest uh, touring you've done? Or longest ride you've done in a day? Probably Seattle to Portland and back. Yeah. What's that, about a couple hundred miles? Yeah, maybe. That was on a GSXR. Okay, is there any bike that you have not had? <laughs> Let's just cover this. Yeah, I haven't had a Zero yet. Oh, uh-huh. have you tried an electric? No, I have not. Oh, oh. you should fix that. Go up for one of their uh, Friday open houses while you're here. Yeah, i got to leave next Friday, but next oh, time. Oh, bummer. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, talk to Kat. She can help set you up with that, yes? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Sure. All right. Then, d- did you enjoy your time here today? You got to hang out yeah, and, yeah, and I did. see Yeah, walked around on the beach, you know, well, and uh, met some very interesting people. And you got, you got to see the action going on here. Was it everything you hoped it would be? Oh, it was more. <laughs> <laughs> the heroin was that and, and how did you find out about us? Um, well, I was on a plane, and there was a show riding with, I can't remember yeah. his Norman name. Reedus. Ride with that guy. Yeah, yeah, ride with that guy, and he rode up here from L.A. and yeah. stopped oh, nice. here, and I just didn't know you were here until I saw that. Wow. You're like, hey, I can go out there. Liza, you know, you know what this means? What? <coughs> we're on planes now. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a tragedy. The like snakes plane. on planes? We're on the plane. Misfits on wow. the plane. <laughs> hey, plane. speaking of which, have you, has that everyone been watching the new season? Um, yes. Yeah. I did not know that Dave Chappelle rides. Yeah, he rides. He wow. totally yeah. rides. Yeah. And and he said that like when he was like losing his shit that that was a way that he like got his shit back together, oh, yeah. hopping on a bike and riding. Nice. So that was really cool. So Julio, not Julio. Uh, Julio, yes, my my dad's from Italy. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So um, thank you, yeah. thank you, Jim. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> And okay. <laughs> you started it, Julio. You started it. <laughs> Great track. So, Julio, what are you writing today? Today, it's not mine, but it's a it's a 1981 Honda GL500 Interstate, right. okay. also known as the Silverwing. How many people here in this room did not even know this bike existed before today? Yeah, a couple hands oh, are going knew, up. I okay. knew all about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, did. I didn't know it existed. Babies. But um, until I bought it, I didn't know it was a thing. But, uh, I bought it. With oh, the, they're a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought it with the Goldwing, and uh, it was a couple hundred bucks to fix up. Yeah, so you're buying bikes and flipping them. No, I'm flipping. Well, come on. Restoring. I'm trying to restore. I'm trying to sell them. Okay. Yeah. So you got this bike for how much? It was $500. And it hadn't been running for a while? About six years. The Mm. the previous owner, he passed away. And then his daughter just left it in his garage. And I bought that and the GL1100 from them. Nice. And yeah, the the 500 was a it was it's a dream to work on. Like everything's easily accessible. I've tried to do a little the same kind of work with a CB750, mm-hmm. and those that's so much more difficult in comparison. It, except for the valves, apparently, because when you rolled in, um, yeah, clickety, clackety, yeah. Clickety, clackety. That's, that's something else. So for did. people who don't know, um, this is basically it's a CX500, yeah, with 
full fairing and uh-huh. bags. And the thing cassette is player. interesting, cassette yeah, to say mm-hmm. cassette player, which I gave you a cassette TLC. to take. Great, <laughs> great track. No scrubs. <laughs> you gave um, a TLC cassette. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was um, the jam. That came but back you know, the day. And the, I was going to say the thing I find interesting about this bike, the interesting design choice that you don't see on many bikes, is in lieu of a rear seat. Right. It has a top case, but it's not mm. even like a large. Really functional no. top case, kind of like something you see on police bikes. It's a right. smaller top case. I mean, it's there. still useful. I don't. Yeah. When I was riding in, C- in in Seattle, I didn't have those side like the hard saddlebags on. Right. And just like for your registration, for your title, uh, uh, gauges, any any like extra tools you want to keep, it's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When, back when yeah. that bike was new. You you could actually buy it in a few different versions, and you could buy it with or without the fairing. The Interstate came with the fairing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, all Silver Wings had fairings. No, they didn't. Um, but the one with the fairing, it's a full size fairing. It's the exactly the same fairing the that they put on the GL eleven hundred. The fairing mm-hmm. is massive. For it's five hundred cc bike. But I bet the naked version of that is a lot of fun to ride. Yeah, I mean. Um, they're great bikes, and they were very, very viable as long-distance bikes for people who neither had the wherewithal to buy a GL1100 hmm. or um, was simply not strong enough to hold one yeah, up. Yeah, the, the previous owner, he bought an 1100, and it was too big for him. He was five foot seven. Well, right. that's if you want to take a passenger, and you need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but you got... Um, what I was going to say is when you bought the bike, you actually got a clip-on... Dual seat, uh, seat yeah. and you, the box comes off very, very easily, and then a seat goes on. Well, that's what's strange because on this one, there's no seat under there. No, it's not no. underneath. It was a separate oh, piece. Had, uh, yeah. So probably at some stage during the bike's life, yeah. it might even be in the old man's garage. Yeah, though. could be. But you be. got the box and you got the seat, and you chose which one you wanted to put on. Yeah. And and you said top speed on this? <laughs> It'll comfortably do like 75, maybe yeah. 85 if you really want to push it. But look, I know fairings are like fairings are not cool anymore. No, but on I the love interstate, the it's great. I on the interstate, it is amazing. You oh, can yeah. like smoke a cigarette on that yeah, thing. You can like well, claw across your legs, have some soup. Like, <laughs> no, it's cool, dude. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's go back. So, so you live in South Africa right now? Or right you now, I'm living in Seattle. In Seattle, for okay. For a few months, and then I'm going back to South Africa. So. Do you have a stash of bikes somewhere that are yours? At the moment, I've got three, including this one. Yeah. So the Honda GL, mm-hmm. the GL 1100, mm-hmm. and CB750. And is it a <laughs> DOHC? What is it? It's a 79 yard yeah. DOHC. Yeah, okay. but I, is it just a K? I wouldn't. Is yeah, it? it's okay. a K. But I wouldn't, if I could go back, I wouldn't buy it. When I saw it advertised, I was like, oh, Honda CV. Hold thinking on. it was the early models, uh, right. and it's it's been a pain to work on. It's it's yeah, no, they're they're not easy bikes. Hmm. Yeah. Second generation are. Really yeah, and people aren't really looking for the, especially the K for the. Uh, no, the I mean D- the DOHCs, the, the okay. Fs are coming up now, and I I was talking to Julio. You know the 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 later twin cam Fs, both the 750 and the 900, they really lend themselves well to modernizing. When I say modernizing, I mean putting 17-inch wheels on, all-inch shocks and upside-down forks. It's just that Euro styling with that. They're very, very handsome bikes. But they're not fetching the money that the single cams do. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and the cut Single cams now, an early single cam is a $20,000 bike. 
Wow. Jesus. Yeah, that's a, that's how. Yeah, that's those how have gone. Expensive those have gone getting. up, but you know, I think that the. I mean, the DOHCs have got to be coming up. They're great. Bikes. I mean, the, F, I mean, the Fs, yes, <clears throat> um, because they still have that vintage, you know, look. But it does have a newer I think engine. They're, I think they're really, really handsome. You know, the problem is they're still dealing with the legacy they had when they were new, and people didn't like them when yeah. they were new because they loved the single overhead cam one so much and I vividly remember you know they they 79 CB 750k motorcycle news mm-hmm. British motorcycle news did a road test and it was basically um, four words big heavy fast thirsty and that was it that was <laughs> yeah. their that was their take on the bike they really sum it up in four words it was big it was heavy it was fast and it was extremely thirsty and I agree with all four of them yeah mm. so well, let's go back. How long have you been riding? Mm, now, I started, look, I my, the first bike I bought was 2011, 2012, oh. 250. All right, so you're still a newer rider. And then, no, well, then after that, I, I rode that for about a year, and then I didn't mm. ride until last year. Wow, mm. okay. And so what was the first bike? Uh, it was a Hayusung. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Which model? The GV250. Okay, I so a little, cru- little cruiser? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like a new rider, I thought... Or maybe the if it's old, it's like like a car. Mm-hmm. So I was I was looking for something new with low miles, and then I thought, oh, that'll be a good bike. So uh-huh. for people who aren't familiar with the Hyosung, <laughs> right? They came out. Oh, it was about ten, tw- no, like twelve years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah about, about twelve that. years ago. Korean, right? Was Korean, Korean and imported yeah. by Harley Davidson. Right. <coughs> and uh, they had a bike that looked like an SV650. They, yeah. they were kind of knockoffs. They had yeah. a, a couple different, like only like four models, I want to say, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, people were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Mm. And I know a couple people about them. I knew one guy who bought one, and within a thousand miles, the engine grenaded. Oh, wow. really? And he took it back to the dealership. And the dealer said, um,. Do you have proof uh, of purchase? No, he was, he was going to run around and took his bike and said, well, I'm going to have to do a warranty thing. and I'm going to have to order an engine. And like three months later, his bike is still sitting in the shop. And he's like, dude, like he, he did not have the bike that long. Right. He paid full wow. price for a new bike, which yeah. full price was maybe like five grand, I right. think. Not mm. much. Um and he was like, "Dude, where's my engine?" He goes, I, and the, the owner of the business said, "Look, they're not. They haven't sent it to me. I applied for it. I'm still waiting for it. You're just gonna have to wait. There's nothing I can do." That sounds like well, the 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 mechanic took pity on him because hmm. he still had new bikes in the showroom. Apparently, the mechanic pulled an engine out of a new bike, <laughs> stuck it in his bike, called him, said, "Come and get it," and then quit. I every now and then see Ohio song on Craigslist, but not that many, which tells right. me probably not that many survive. Yeah, I wouldn't buy How did yet. yours survive? It, uh, now that I think about it, it, it didn't run that well. That fight a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and, but I didn't ride it too far. I didn't ride it too hard. I was a new rider. Uh, so it lasted a good year, my last year of college. Yeah, yeah and I sold it. Yeah, I sold it the same price I've ordered for. So, oh, that's oh, great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. winning. Yeah, Be- better than grenading it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they could have stood a chance if they had any sort of support, but the support right. network was nada. And this is where yeah. you're buying it from dealers, and you could take it into them as opposed to a lot of the the Chinese bikes that you're buying, right. like at the flea market or something. You yeah, know, but or online. I could buy it. But the toaster. the the. The problem, even if you have a backup, the real 
question is why are japanese bikes so good and the answer is very very easy they're made in japan because <laughs> they're made in japan and the japanese manufacturers are fanatical about mm. quality control yeah when that bike goes down the line literally it goes from station to station and there's a quality control check mm -hmm. between each station that absolutely fanatical about it and sounds that's why the terrible. bikes are so good <laughs> <laughs> sounds dreadful oh, doesn't Jesus it Christ, I can't imagine somebody who works hell. on the assembly line right <laughs> but zero are getting the same way and zero is super stringent on on quality but i can't imagine a, a functional line that would have a stop gap for right. for a quality check in it, between every it's every just station. sheer manpower but it's that's why crazy. the bikes that's why the bikes are right. so good and that's why honda in particular i mean they're absolutely yeah. fanatical about this and that's where manufacturers like hyasung um and kimco i mean kimco is as close as you're going to get to a manufacturer who's really trying with quality control yeah. but they're just they're not as fanatical as the japanese manufacturers yep, over it's it. true so um, what was your next bike that you got well it was one that you used to own but what? 100 cc's less what <laughs> uh honda gb oh, 400 right oh, the gb 400 yes go oh, blimey <laughs> oh so where was this and that was in japan so that was last year yeah is that like the 500 like yeah same? yeah so but you're just a 400 yeah because yeah. in japan they have different limitations right. Right. so what right. year was Those that was it 86 that's about right how many years yeah. do they make them in japan Oh, I'm not, I think until like 1990. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a very long run. So it was the same kind of tank and cowl and everything? Yeah, it was a silver one, rocket oh, cowl. Silver. Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, I wanted the black one, but they didn't make yeah, the black yeah, ones yeah. in Japan. Those it's, are only it's actually not black. Oh, interesting. Oh, really? It's green. Dark, oh, dark green. Oh, yeah. man, that's yeah. classy. Green. That's, I didn't that know they made classy. them in silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in, other, in Japan, yeah. I've yeah. seen the green and the black. Phil was just talking about those on his last podcast, too. So how collectible are those over there? Over there? Hmm, look, I didn't buy to to make any money off of it. I pay, you know, it was a little bit pricey, maybe three and a half thousand dollars, and I didn't get that when I sold it. Yeah. But overseas, I saw one this morning. I was looking. I think they're like six, seven thousand yeah, dollars wow. here. Yeah, they're getting collectible. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're wonderful. They're, I mean, look, it's underpowered. It's like a thirty horsepower bike, but they're mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. It's really a pretty bike. Yeah, I sold yeah. mine ten years ago for like thirty five hundred. I want to uh, say. Yeah. You yeah. had a GB five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. I sold it to uh, one of the vampires because he, he wanted to get engaged. Oh, is Mike? Yeah, and instead yeah. of giving her a ring, he gave her a motorcycle. <laughs> nice. Wow. Guys, perk your ears up. This is the correct course of action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I second that. My girlfriend I second would love that. that. Just go with a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the GB500 makes a wonderful engagement it, it bike. It does indeed. And you could always put the ring on the keychain. So, um, <laughs> and then what, what did you have after the GB? Well, the bikes I have now. After so that, that's the bike that made me fall in love with bikes. So you started with a new crappy bike. Yeah. And then you started with a vintage good bike. Yeah, 100. Probably didn't need a lot of work? Um, no, well, I, the guy that I bought it from had fixed it up. He used to be a mechanic. So and then you said... Fuck it, let's start buying basket cases ah. well, and fix it was, them up. <laughs> when I was riding that, the 400, the guy didn't really fix it up. Like I, It was bogging down at like 4,000 RPM, and mm. I didn't know why. Hmm. And then uh, I asked my friend, he was like, it's probably the carbs. And then I looked up how to rebuild the carburetor, 
And when I got that right, I was I was hooked. I thought, cool. Ah, yeah. yes. I mean, it's, it was a single cylinder, so it's much. It's a good. It's first, easy. Yeah. My, you know, my first carb kit. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Okay, so this will nice. be interesting because we're we're going to get to the question for both of you now. And interesting, interesting in that John has a long history of biking. He's yeah. a, he's aware of many rare weird bikes, and he's a, a big Harley rider. And then we got Julio, who's still newer and still learning about bikes and has discovered some weird, quirky, f- cool, fun little bikes. But there's a whole world of bikes out there maybe yeah. you don't know. Yeah. So, let's find out. John, what is your up-the-butt bike? I think if I could get a sidecar so my Ooh, three dogs okay. could ride with me, <laughs> um, that'd be nice. But a KTM six-day would be cool. Yeah, oh. those are pretty cool. Okay, that would be pretty cool. All right, and Julio. Since I started listening to the podcast, uh-huh. I thought of this answer. Okay. <laughs> so I know. Uh, he's prepared. I love Japanese bikes, yeah. but I wouldn't say no to the early or the first Ducati 900 SS. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Come on, dude. Your butt is worth more than that. No, I love those bikes, and they're difficult to find, man. They're rare. <laughs> oh, you're talking like the 70s. Yeah. 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 Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking, like, oh, like the 92? No, no. no. Those, are, those are ugly. <laughs> yeah. they totally hey, I had it. one. But they've, they've I, missed okay. the point. It was just I, I showed him a picture. Picture of a silver and blue yeah, seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, 77 mm-hmm. 900s. Okay, no. And his yeah. eyes dilated. I mean, yeah, yeah the, oh the original God. SS is a very oh, the beautiful bike. bikes. Yeah. Okay, that's a good choice. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad yeah. you know yeah. about that one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, you don't see those. Is that the bevel-driven yeah. one? It yeah. is a bevel-driven oh, okay. one. There it is. Yeah. Okay, I've seen those. And then Pretty I think hot. Hunter S. Thompson did a review of one, but I'm not sure if it was the first one. It was or the, the later uh, 900S. That's the later one. Oh, the later yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was the first one. Oh, you know where they have one? Is up at Canepa. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, they do. Oh, cool. Yes. Well, maybe you can find yourself one of the Paul Smart replicas. Yeah. Those yeah. are pretty awesome. Yeah, they're <laughs> probably still going for a lot of money, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. do. I I haven't seen a full smart replica go for less than mm. twelve thousand bucks. And you know the funny thing is, we had them new at Monterey Peninsula, and we couldn't sell them. I know. What? Well, yeah. I remember? And I mean, we people discounted really them. It, we discounted them and discounted them, discounted them down, and I think uh, the retail on them was like eleven out the door. Wow. How, and long we, how long ago was this? Oh, God. That was like 11? 2011, yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. Um, and eventually, I think we sold one for nine, and wow. the other one went as a dealer trade. But wow. I say now... Wait, where, what year was that, would you say? 2011. 2011? Oh, jeez. Okay, that's just wow. post-economy, like two, three years after. No, actually, no. It might have been... No, I think it was earlier than that. It was 2008. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably when it Seven, eight. Yeah. Oh, time moves on, darling. Yeah. But no, like a lot of things, couldn't give them away when they were new. But now, even the higher mileage ones, twelve grand, thirteen grand, yeah. people mm-hmm. like them. Yeah. They're great yeah. looking bikes. So, because uh, she can't stay for the whole show, I want to get a quick update from Cat. Our zero hookup, because oh, I know that for 2018, mm-hmm. a lot of new models bikes have been announced, and I, uh, I've been looking at them. There's some cool. I like that new Moto Guzzi uh, ADV bike. Uh, Emma, there was one you really liked. Oh, yeah, the Royal Royal Enfield. Royal Enfield Twins, the Interceptor in particular. (coughs) There's a lot of cool bikes. But um, Zero has made some announcements for the 2018 slight change, 
What, what's going on up there, Kat, at zero? Um, well, the the models re- remain really similar, um, but the the main change is in performance, which is what zero's mainly about. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just going for being the best electric motorcycle on the market. Um, that's really available to everyday consumers because of the price point. Um, but for the 2018 model line, um, they're they upped the charging by six times. So you can charge your bike six times six faster. Times six times faster. Times Did y'all get that? Wow. Yeah. That's a Crazy. huge nice. It's leap. a huge leap. It's not um, like, that's not like 60% faster. It's six <laughs> times faster. Yeah. And then, so, so, Liza, how long would you have been stuck in Gilroy at that rate? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're also doing 10% more range across the board. Sweet. So, yeah. Um, so And this is in the battery technology. So I, I'm guessing that mostly the motors and stuff are staying the same. But the battery technology is what's really changing and it's changing fast yeah they're um they're also upping the the so basically they're just programming the bikes with a finer tune and they're Mm -hmm. upping horsepower to the rear wheel as well so so i'm curious um, on the six times faster charging is that uh, that's not with the 110 charger that's with the that's with the 220 220 um, the, charging is that the, like a special one you need so the 110 it is charging faster but i'm not exactly like i don't, I don't have it memorized and that's the thing faster. there's you can buy um uh, fast chargers for them so there's different charging options but the fact that just the base model made that big of a leap because i know for a lot of people people say i, I needed to go further and i need it to charge faster so assuming and like you 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 know you have the best setup and you have like the max charging, how quickly can it go from say you ride ride it down to about empty? How quickly does it take to fill? So for the fourteen the fourteen four, which is like the biggest battery option, it would take about two hours. That's Sweet. not bad. That's, 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 that's like, zero that's, to one hundred. My average lunch nap poop. <laughs> well, and that's the bike that you were saying and go to work and it'll charge all day while you're at work. That's, or and that's, charge the all night. Bi- that's the biggest option. So and that's, that's yeah. <coughs> And that represents, Isaac, five minutes eating, five minutes napping, and the rest pooping, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like to usually take a 15-minute nap, but basically, yeah. But that's about, like, 140 <laughs> miles, maybe? How far is that? <clears throat> Hmm? Like 140 miles? No, that's charging time. No, no, no. no. Oh. I just, I but the, oh, the range. The range, yeah. Oh, for uh, the 14.4, the range uh, is... Um, it, so, optimally, um, I'm not really sure, but it's it's about, for city riding, about 223 miles. Sweet. That's, yeah. That's pretty that's amazing, really actually. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember last time we were talking about we were doing this stuff with Phil out at AMA. It seemed like you take that 14 gigawatt number, whatever you're mm-hmm. talking about, and put a zero at the end of it. And that's how many miles you can go. Uh. <laughs> so that's a big improvement in mileage, too. Although, if you, if, if you have a lot of fun with it, it's a lot less, right? Yeah. Right. It is susceptible, just like gas bikes, to, to losing miles it, per either kilowatt or gallon to hooliganism. <laughs> it, it depends on how you ride. If you do a lot of stuff, totally depends goes, on how you ride. Or if you're doing a lot of highways, it can be completely different. Yeah, it's the same thing with gas bikes. I mean, your gas mileage gets affected by your throttle. There was um, one new model this year coming up, isn't it? Coming uh, up? 2018 or 20? Yeah, 2018. I thought there was one new model. Um... um well, we've got the oh. SR, the DSR. Um, maybe you're talking about the like the model sizes, like oh. so the battery sizes. You got the 14.4, you've got the 7.2, and you've got the 3.6. Um, but 
that those are different battery sizes than last year. Cool. Well, we'll um, keep us uh, up to date as changes are being made, and we have to check in um, again with Lightning and with Alta, and let's see, because everybody's making big jumps. It's it's the way the market's going, and the funding is there right now um, from government supply and also private investors, just because every single major car manufacturer let alone motorcycle manufacturer is is planning on going electric because it's it's a easier more oh. sustainable alternative i know john are you going to be able to handle this i know you love your old bikes your your big twins the future's coming are you going to be prepared for this yeah i think that we need motorcycle lanes like in taiwan though Heck yeah. but yeah. are you going to be ready for electric <clears throat> oh yeah I'd, okay. i'll buy one all right cool yeah, but it's not go- it's not going to happen as an overnight thing. No. What's going to happen is gas will just get harder and harder to get and get more and more expensive and more expensive. Well, and if yeah. you want to have a gas-powered vehicle, you'll always be able to have one, but you'll have to ask yourself, do I really want it? The best right. way I can equate it is it's going to be the same as uh the switch over from manual to automatic transmissions right. in vehicles. Yeah. So you go, you, your the first automatic car transmission was shite, absolute <laughs> shite. It was terrible, and we are now through that phase <laughs> with electric motorcycles, and we're now into the budding of everything going on further. So, or, or I actually, I would even go further and say that that gasoline is gonna, is the future steam engine. Well. Yeah. But they're still, yeah, they're, st- but they're still steam engine enthusiasts. <laughs> right. So yeah. You just don't see them on the road very often. Yeah. <laughs> so keeping up with electric news, finally all of Bagel's dreams are coming true. Well, His maybe. two worlds <laughs> so are colliding. <laughs> they're getting there. And they, they've made a baby. Yes. <laughs> there is a baby. Scooter. Bagel, pretty, uh, what, what has been announced is coming out? About it. A scooter yes. with a magnificent beard. Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, Vespa <gasps> at, the, at the parent parent company Piaggio has come out with, uh, announced at least, the Vespa Electrica, mm. which is an all-electric Vespa. Yes. This is everything you ever wanted. Uh, more or less. Now, we talked about this last year when I came back from yes. Piaggio training. Yes, they did announce it last year, um, but now they're, they're, they've are they're committed to it. It's going to go in, going into production. Is it still chrome? Uh, it looks, the, the marketing photos that they're putting out still has a very chrome-like silver finish <laughs> with, with blue chrome accents. Yes, yes, he's very, very nice. Very, very (laughs) sparkly. Bagel, are you going to go run out and buy one? Mm, Yes. Mm. Wait a minute, hold on. Are there specs released on the battery and everything like that? It could potentially be such a hooligan. So wait a minute, Bagel. They have released some limited specs, and that's where I'm hemming and hawing. You drive an electric car, and you ride scooters, preferably Vespa. And I'm dying for an electric scooter. Don't get me wrong. So what's going on here? So... Okay, so let me give you the good first of all. So it is it is going to be an all electric all electric Vespa. Okay, um, it is going to have a four kilowatt. Uh, peak power uh, out of the engine. Um, I don't think they've they've released the battery specs yet. But they are claiming that it has a, a maximum range of 62 miles, <laughs> which for an electric scooter is not bad. 
especially I mean, who needs to go that far on a scooter anyway? Well, hang on, hang on. This let 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 me finish. So, okay, this is this is the good news. All right. So, it's got a maximum range of 62 miles. They are also producing a hybrid version which has a small gas motor which doubles the range to about 120 miles. Um, that's pretty cool. That's now, cool. I think that's what the market's missing right now. Yeah. So it, it may be, but again, a Prius scooter. They, they, mm-hmm. Vespa did do two. They, they built two hybrid models in the past, and they both flopped. Mm. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But so this is now, wait now, and see. Now here's the thing. They they're very vague about the specs on this bike. They they said that um, there are two modes. There's an eco mode and a full power mode. Now, I am fully expecting that the eco mode is what gives you that 62 miles. And the drawback is that the top speed on the eco mode is about just under 20 miles an hour. Oh, God. (laughs) Which is underwhelming. Now, they say that with the full full power mode, you get top speed, but they don't tell you what the top speed is. So they're just rebranding the the Razor Kids scooters, yeah? I don't know. (laughs) That's what's going on here? They're putting a little bit more effort into it than that. But now here's the thing. They they didn't say what the range is going to be at top speed, but people are are estimating based on the output of the motor, it's probably going to be in the 60 to 70 kilometer range, which is about... 38 to 45 miles. It is it is harder to for just to be devil's advocate it is harder to narrow down electric specs until you like actually have a working prototype and even then yeah. it's still hard to narrow down because prototypes are never the exact same as the finished models yes. and prototypes often aren't tested under under road conditions which there's right. increased friction and everything so and, and with electric vehicles the 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 air resistance that when you're riding mm-hmm. has a lot to do with yeah. how your range but, ends up being now the other thing too is they don't say what the top speed is in full power mode which I'm really it does not rub does, does, not, does not rub well <laughs> in my book. Hey, you think that that tells me that it's probably going to be underwhelming. Eco mode shouldn't affect the top speed as much as it should affect its ability to get you there. Think, uh, oh, they, no, they, they they specifically said oh. that the top speed is limited in eco mode. So they I want, they I like a Monday motorbike. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could be along those lines. I don't know. Um, frankly, for myself, that's a little underwhelming. I have to say, yeah. I love the fact. That they're producing an electric. I really want to see an electric that's got better top speed and better range, and I hope that they will get there someday. Maybe when they do a GTS size version, because this is the smaller bike that they used as the basis, the the Sprint Primavera platform. So, uh, um, which is kind hey of Mike, are you taking you notes on my, this? My question is: Do you think this oh, is yeah. just like a an exercise to get the shareholders excited? Uh, you know, is it is it? Hey, can, let's just company? say it's a step in the well, right direction. It's, yeah. it's a step in the right direction, yeah. and there is a big push in Europe right now to go electric, and I think that. That's, that's the driving force behind this. I really want to see more development work on what they're doing. Um, one one area that I did notice that I think is room for improvement is they still kept an underseat storage compartment for a helmet, oh. which if they filled that up with battery, they'd so, get a whole lot more range. No, out that's of it. that's yeah. the signature of Vespa, and they're not going to drop it. Oh, Kat, you got one last thing. Yeah, I got one last thing. You should just drop a zero drivetrain into a Vespa. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if you could fit the battery in there, maybe you could definitely you could just definitely put it between journey. your legs. Make the whole thing out of battery. Just get, is it available in hot okay. battery wheels? Yeah. So we zero drivetrains are being put in go karts. You could figure it out. Cat, hook me up with the battery and I'll do it. <laughs> Seriously, I will. There you go. So Emma, you made a comment last week. Yes. And I'm going to hold you to this. Is this year. the one about bagel spooled head? 
<laughs> oh, you were talking about his bald head. Promises, promises. I thought it was about, okay, no, sorry, that, the was, other it, was it thing. that statement? No. Oh, the so, other statement. <laughs> Emma yes. loves her PC. I love my PC. Are you listening, Phil? As much as Phil and... Uh, as yeah. much as life itself. And Johnny that's, uh, Chrome. That's right. And Steve. They I all love the their Pacific PC-800s. Yeah, they love their oh, PC-800s. Yeah. Moby. One of the most unloved. And you know what? I will, I will admit, I've just chosen to hate that bike. Like, you have to pick <laughs> a bike to hate. I just chose that one. It, I mean, yeah, there are worse bikes, but I'm just sticking with it because it's an easy target. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's like the kid with the cleft lip and a limp. That's the one you're going to pick on. Right? I, I will. What? That's what happens at, on the schoolyard. I'm just saying. Nice. I'm just saying that's what happens. And you were forewarned, I am willing to defend that bike as a lioness defends her young. So, <laughs> Emma, what is it that you said last week? I said it may be the best bike I've ever owned. Whoa. And I've had a lot of bikes. It's a goddamn bold statement. <laughs> okay. Better than the Bandit? It's a damn I want you statement. to defend mm. your is Right. Better bike. than the Water Buffalo? Well, now I, hang on. Okay, no. <laughs> Come on. Now, hang on. Mm-hmm. A definition of a good bike, it's got to do a lot of things. True. And it's got to do a lot of things well. Mm-hmm. I love bandits. I'll make no bones about it. Mm-hmm. I love water buffaloes. I'll make no bones about it. But that PC800, it gets me to work and back every day in all kinds of weathers. I rode a thousand miles out to uh, Joshua Tree and back without a murmur in complete comfort in complete silence Vespa 300 does the same thing right <laughs> I did it we did it me and Segalane did it between 85 and 90 miles an hour all the way wow and it returned 40 to the gallon while I was doing it that's pretty good that's it's not bad the thing I like the most about it because any heavyweight touring bike will do that. A Goldwing will do that. Um, an FJR 1300 will do that. But the PC is very lightweight. It is very agile. And I love its handling characteristics. You can throw that thing around like a sport bike. Um, it's, and you can it, deliver ice cream. And you can deliver ice cream. <laughs> and the best part about it is you can fill up the back compartment with ice and it becomes... It's awesome. It's, it's, it's it a, becomes a rolling a cooler. cooler. <laughs> it is a rolling cooler. And you can put the hot stuff in one side and the ice in oh, the other side. Oh, kind of like the scooter you sold to Angela. The, the, is it the C3? What is that? It looks like a the C3. rolling yeah. Yeah. cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> all right, come on. So and during the four days we spent at Babe's Ride Out, I have to say the Pacific Coast was, I think, the most admired of the two thousand bikes present over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she's I do not believe you. I know. I, I hate quite to admit this, but it was true. <laughs> Impossible. Wow. That bike got well, so much attention; it well, was completely. It, it blew me away you, because it's. Me you, too. You can right. customize it it's a bit, though, too. I yeah. have customized mine a little bit. Yeah. All right, so Something let's try this out. Because nobody's ever seen a sewing machine do 90 miles an hour. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. So, so you like it because of its carrying capacity, um, its maneuverability. Yes. And its comfort. And it's... it's and f- you know, the guys at Cleveland Motor will, will bear me out with this. It is not the most powerful bike in the world, mm. but it has got... 
plenty of power. The torque characteristics of that engine is very, very pleasing. Mm -hmm. It it gets you down the road plenty well. Yeah. Um, so and Henry is here. Mm. Um, Henry, how fast have you clocked me on that PCA 800? 115? And okay. we were still pulling? I think we're doing about 105. I right, and I went past you. You were at 105, and I went past you sitting bolt upright. Mm -hmm. Just <laughs> just smiling. Yeah. Like I'm sitting in, on a couch with, a with your girlfriend you. on the back of my bike. <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> all right. Now, all right, if you took a Bandit 1200 with a luggage... Would not not give you everything okay. you want. I'm gonna kind of and more. I'm gonna kind of jump ahead right now because I know where this is ultimately going, <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna yeah. be if you had the X amount of money. Well, <clears throat> can we go there? Not yet. Okay, a bandit would, and a lot of people have said to me, "Why don't you own a bandit?" Two days ago, I had a bandit on my bench. And it, it was a usual bandit. It was the last of the oil burners. It was a 2002. It was a very, very low mileage bike. I think it done 4,000 miles. Mm. And of course, it had been sitting for a long time, so I went through the carburetors. Built the carburetors, put a new battery in it, gave it an oil change. Went on a test ride. Within five minutes on the test ride, I'm already doing 110. <laughs> <laughs> in downtown Seaside. Ooh. And that is On why... On an enclosed course. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I can never own a Bandit. I can never trust myself to own You have no self-control. Because I have no self-control on Bandits. <laughs> they are just so... Frigging intoxicating. Mm. It's like I'll get on a bandit and my eyes roll back in my head. <laughs> and I see you you red. can take it home, but not to the and altar. I'm just <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the same when you put a gin bottle in front of me. It's just <laughs> so you like the Pacific Coast because it's your flavor of decaf. Basically, yeah. It, and it's, you can ride the Pacific Coast in a very spirited manner, and it's a very satisfying bike to ride. When you get the pegs down on it, and it's still hauling you around the corner and you're not in the perfect gear and you wind the throttle on it, pulls you out through it, out anyway. It is a very pleasing bike to ride at a rate of knots that if you rode a bandit that way, I swear my license would last about a month mm. on a bandit, if that. My license would probably last a week on a bandit. <laughs> I have to say, Emma, you look quite sexy on that bandit. Thank you. Um, I mean, on that uh, PC 800. <laughs> you're all curvy, it's all curvy, and you like take the curves and just, just smooth. And <laughs> it's nice. Does it corner well? It corners very well. Yeah, very well. I have a very flickable bike, and and uh, I, I don't ride like you do at all. I, I, I thought the name Moby was a nickname related to some kind of dick, but I think I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is actually... It, the bike is named, because a lot of people have said you call your bike Moby. <laughs> um, is it after the whale? And I said, no, it has nothing to do with Moby Dick. It's to do with the 90s British pop star. With really? The, with, the, with the bald yeah. head. <laughs> because, you know, the expansive bodywork reminds me of Moby's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think Moby had a pearl white head. Are you sure? I don't think he's British. He's from the 90s? Oh, yes. Yeah. I oh, thought yeah. he was from the late 2000s. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's, he, no, he's been. Oh my God. <laughs> he played himself in a Bond movie once. All right. Well, yeah, this yeah. is this is now <laughs> I think so. this is now our challenge to try and find a bike that 
we can, and Phil, that will win her heart. Please, Phil, come to my defence because I know how addicted to PC at hundreds you are, and your <laughs> staff as well. Mm-hmm. These are frigging great bikes. Yeah, but Phil's the type of guy when he goes to the pound to pick out an animal, he's going to get the one with one eye or something. No, like he, he, he likes the one that no one else wants. <laughs> Philly's no fool when it comes to <laughs> motorbikes. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. All right. So this will now. We'll go into the discussion. Okay, so you're surely there's another bike. So I want to read. We did get a message, and tralala. This is from Andrew Campbell. He said, "I had hello, an, Andrew. I, I had an idea last night of a different version of the up the butt bike that could create some fun discussions or arguments around there. It's called the under the butt bike. Okay, what would you choose for a bike if it was the only bike that you could use for the next?" Four years. Easy. Next four years? Oh, this is the one single bike that you can own that would have to fit your motorcycle needs. There's so many good bikes out there, but in this case, reliability and maintenance would be of the utmost importance because that if it is in the shop and off the road, so are you. Obviously, there will be compromises, but that is part of this game. Have fun. So I've taken it to the next level, and I'm giving everybody a $10,000 budget. Oh, that's easy. $10,000 budget. Hmm. I mean, if you want to keep a bike, yeah, but surely I'd say there's, stretch yourself, there's got to be something out there. Okay. Except for Bagel, it doesn't have as many options. Well, we'll see. What? Oh, but maybe he'll night. choose a Harley. <laughs> you you I, I put want... me on the spot with a PC, so may I answer this first? Sure. $10,000 budget, the one bike, what would it be? I would buy a $1,000, $1,200 Bandit. I'd go down to my attorney. I would give him $9,000, <laughs> and I would say, defend me for the next four years. Here's nine grand in advance. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd do. I was well not played. expecting that. <laughs> so, well I, I and, and what would you do in in a month when he ran out of money? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah. So I've been thinking about this one myself, and I mean, it seems um, for four years. Yeah, four I mean, four years is easy. How many miles are we putting in? So four is it? Years here? So here's we, the thing: I, I narrowed it down to two bikes. 40, it's, it's either going to be a GS twelve hundred or, um, which would be a used bike or a Versus one thousand that I found oh. brand new twenty sixteen at a dealership for nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars so with side cases. Does this mean um, you're going to ride dirt or not in the so next four years? Or what here's what I figure: for either a GS or the. Um, the Versus 1000, you can t- tour, you can carve, you can go shopping with it, you can do anything. Uh, freeway is really easy. Yeah, long distance. Um, if I wanted to do dirt, I can, though I really don't know that I'd want to with a big bike. But um, the GS1200 really seems to be the one bike that can do the most. And, you know, if I want to do some adventure riding, that would be cool. But then buying a used GS, you never know what you're going to get into. Right. So uh, the Versus 1000, I think, is a pretty cool bike. That is the bike. If I could only have one bike, it might be that. Um, And basically, it's Sonia's bike with sit-up and bag handlebars. That's it. Oh, I mean, the Versus 1000 is completely different from the smaller one. It's really, it yeah. looks nice. It's an inline The fork. smaller one looks like But it's, it's a Ninja 1000 platform with set I mean, handlebars. It's an amazing bike. It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a great bike, but it's got a face only a mother could love. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, that um, so. Come on. So, you have a dude to look for pretty. Me, the Versus I think, is not pretty. I think a, a brand new bike. 
It's an unabashed couch. Fuck you. All right, Isaac. What would be your one bike? Your under the butt bike. So is it just four years, or is it like for like? Forever, four years. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, this is this makes it actually a lot easier than it. Yeah, four years is yeah. easy. Yeah. Four years, um, Yamaha Super Ten. Oh, yeah. that's a good. That's a good However, one. if it was forever, old gen uh, Honda Africa Twin because they're reliable as hell. They go forever and they suit yeah. like just about every purpose you could want. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, bagel. All right, now does this have to be a factory? Uh, produced bike or no you can build it darling okay yeah. you can build it then I what I would do is build my future to be project which is converting my 1958 Heinkel tourist to electric oh and I okay. would ride the fuck out of that do you, do you know what years. you want for that bike you want an engine out of an English milk float a what, a what? no because back <laughs> when I was a kid <laughs> We, we we had milkman. You had milkman yes. in America. I understand some of those What's words. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in, in, in Britain, the milk you know the the milk floats you know the the, the, the were electric and had giant electric motors like in them. This is fabulous. the milk delivery yeah car? truck. I don't. I think that might be a little big for a scooter though. Uh, all right. Oh, well, no, that's an interesting fabulous. interesting choice. So basically, you want to spend ten thousand dollars to make a thousand dollar scooter? Uh, yeah. Well, I would. <laughs> no, I would be. Doing, I would I mean, that's, if that's no, your choice, because, that's fine. No, because Liza, my my goal is to build a bike that'll do seventy five miles an hour and ride for at least a hundred to two hundred miles. Okay, all right. Yeah, motorcycle. All right, <laughs> right, Sonia. Uh, I want to do it in a scooter. What's your under the butt bike? It's really, really hard, but I feel like I would probably need a dual sport. So, mm -hmm. a 2017 KTM 250 EXCF. Oh, really? You're going to go with a 250 as your one bike. Because yeah. you like big bikes and you like fast bikes. Oh, I like my small bikes, too. Okay. All right. But if it's something I, I could only have one, so I want something <clears throat> for the dirt, the trail, the street. So you're whatever. saying the size doesn't matter. It's all about the performance? <laughs> She's a great queen. I can push <laughs> anything. <laughs> all right. Henry, what's your one bike? I have a three-way tie in my mind. Okay. Probably be my current 98 VFR 800. Great bike. Oh. A CBR 1100XX Blackbird. Mm. Oh. That would be a good one. Or a Moto Guzzi Le Mans V11. Mm. I mean, you can get all those for way. You could get all those for ten grand. <laughs> I'd like to point out. I, I just yeah. can't think of anything else. Okay. Charlie, this has got to be easy for you. Charlie, how many bikes do you own now? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie bought two more bikes recently. Ooh. I have five. It's gonna, I'm thinning it down to four. One's for sale. So. All right. Be, so be which Charlie. one? Charlie. The, the um, RM125. Now, Charlie, uh, you're uh, doing hair scrambles. You're, you, you do long I would, distance riding. I'd, you I'd do choose, commuting. You do everything. I would either choose a KTM or a Husqvarna 350. Really? Because I could put I could put supermoto wheels on it and be a bitch in supermoto, and mm -hmm. I could do supermoto track. I could do big track, and then I could ride dirt on it. It'd be a good middle ground. I mean, you know, it's it's light. It's got power. It does everything. See, it's interesting when you get into the one bike because I would forego dirt in 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 favor of touring, which yeah. is why I'd want something bigger. But then you see other people would rather have something just nimble and dirt worthy. All right, knock. Ten right. grand. 
Ten grand. Jeez. Um, it's just gonna be tough because of, just four years, man. Just four years. If it's just four years, it's probably gonna be it's the like FZ09, the new FZ09. That's a very good choice. Yeah, and um, I think you could get one used for maybe um, nine or eight. No, you can get them brand new for under ten, right? I, no, no, they're like ten out the door. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just took delivery of a used brushed aluminium Ooh. aluminum <laughs> XSR 900 at the you know what oh, that yeah. might be pretty cool too what I would do because the thing is, is with those bikes is uh, I'd, I'd spend the money on the bike then I'd use the rest of the money on uh, beer that too yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, beer and drugs and hookers yeah. suspension like. upgrades and that's about it I mean like uh, FZ09 the other one would be a maybe earlier model KTM 690 nice. uh, 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 so the Husqvarna 701 supermoto which what? is and you wouldn't want to FJ09 over an FC09? I, I like the FC okay. better. It's a little right. bit lower, more nimble. All right, Sigalane, what would be your one bike? And don't say you already have it. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So uh, in Paris, in England, now here, I always use my bike to commute. Mm-hmm. So it would be first of lovely to have a new bike, mm-hmm. yeah. like not a second, third, or tenth hand bike, <laughs> but a new one. And um, I've been trying. I'm not. I don't know very much the um, American motorcycles, but I've been trying recently uh, the Indian Scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good and, one. And I really loved it. So yeah. that's it. If I could have one, it would be an Indian Scout. Can nice. you get that under ten grand? I think yeah. so. Yes, mm. you don't so know how I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> With <Yeah>. favors. <laughs> she just, she right. has that. Uh, she just whips out that accent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Zero. Start falling off the price. John, wake up, John. That's a tough choice. I mean, <laughs> ten grand. Probably buy something old that would. What? Go up in value. I don't know, like a. A Vincent. No, yeah. You can't get that for ten grand. No, not anymore. No. <laughs> I don't know. So you'd go for a vintage bike? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> the All Bull right. Taco. That's what he wants. <laughs> yeah. All right. Three seventy Frontera. Oh no, no! You said what your one bike was. Or no, you said what your up the butt bike was earlier, and you didn't mention it. Oh, the KTM no, six day. No. No. Uh, sidecar. No, you said earlier something that Elvis owned. Oh yeah, Elvis is one of Elvis's old bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of the value, there you go. but you don't get that it for be ten bad. grand. For, yeah. for one bike, yeah, it's a little bit more how, than ten how much, grand. How much is that KTM? Uh, it depends whether it's brand new or not. I saw a beautiful one for eight eighty nine that was just a year old and it was in perfect condition <laughs> all right so julio i'm guessing you've never spent 10 grand on a bike no way. Okay. so this is like for you it's like woo. Well, i'll come in under budget he's never yeah, spent 10 yeah, grand yeah. on all his bikes no, it's so just it's like, and blow. that's it this is basically anything you want at all one bike what what do you buy? well if it has to be for all for four years so maybe some off-road and some touring yeah, yeah. something fast if, it were, if I was staying in the states, probably like a GL one thousand. That off wait, you said off road, and then you said GL one thousand. If I was staying in the states, and okay. then, but if I, in South Africa, maybe the BMW R sixty five, not the R one. Oh, that's a good bike. Yeah, mm. a little bit lighter. Okay, you got ten grand to spend, dude. <laughs> Over here, those are a little bit pricey, but it's maybe four thousand, five thousand dollars in South Africa. Nothing. They're, hmm. they're much cheaper there. Wow. That's wow. why I come in under budget. And wow. then the rest is maintenance and fuel and oil. Yeah, that's and, yeah, he's thinking, man. Yeah. That's Gas money. All right, about. Bex. Again, somebody who's probably never spent ten grand on a bike. <clears throat> right. So this so is like this is a big upgrade for you. What uh, What do you go for? 
I'm I'm not going for a ten thousand dollar bike, but a ten thousand dollar four year bike adventure <laughs> um, touring. I I have had a hard on for a Blackbird, the CBR eleven hundred RR. Double X. Yeah. Or yes. Thank you. Um, top secret. Yeah. Top <laughs> secret. Um, I even saw the plane. It's kind of weird, but that and then I will take the rest of the money for bags. Um, always. <laughs> uh, and and an adventure. Uh, All right. Um, ferry fair. I I'd take it to at, at least Canada, and then see if I couldn't go further. Because All right. Good answer. You guys suck at this game, but good answer. All right, Jim. <laughs> what what is your? These people skirting the rules. Right? Your one bike, Jim. Now this is somebody who's you've got a lot of bikes. I do because you've got bikes that do different things. Like Make them all into one bike. <laughs> one bike. That, well, it, it it's really boring, and I didn't think I'd ever really want. I actually, have, I think I've always wanted to own one, but I just can't afford one. Yeah. But for you know, for actually for eighty five hundred nine grand, considering I like to ride in the desert, mm-hmm. I like I commute over the hill every day. Um, I like to do twisties and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's boring, but mm-hmm. the KTM 990 Adventure Dakar. Oh, the Dakar! I, uh, I don't think KTM makes a boarding bike. But I'm going to get in way out. <laughs> See, but I'm going to get a used one because every time Liza tells me if I'm wrong that we go out riding or on a trip, the person with the new KTM bike has a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like the idea it's to buy true. the 2013 KTM 990. That's already had the problem. So yeah. 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 yeah, the, the broken <laughs> shit's already broken. Do you remember, Laser, when we were at uh, uh, Vintage Days? And, you know, we were doing the Zeros and we were kind of embarrassed because a couple exactly. of the Zeros broke their belts. And then yeah. we found out that the KTMs were actually breaking down a lot more <laughs> yeah. than the Zeros. So but we I, felt better. But I want to recognize Sergola's uh, Indian comment because that brand new Indian flat <laughs> Track bike that oh, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The one I tried. The FTR. If I could get that for under ten grand, that would have been my bike. Yeah, that's probably, high. No, probably put not. Some fucking old shocks on it and rally yeah. that but through see, the woods. To me, that's, up the butt bike that's exactly that not a one bike because yeah, God, it is. It, okay. Isaac, no, you cannot get three of your bike. I said five. Yeah, I know. Come on, dude, step up. One bike, ten grand. What do you get? I already answered this, but uh, yeah, yeah, the Africa, uh, the Africa oh. twin. Oh right, or, okay. Yeah, for four years, yeah, totally super tenor. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Cody, back there. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah. I'm giving you ten grand, dude. <clears throat> You're gonna go shopping. I appreciate that. Do I get that up front? What bike are you gonna look for? You know, I'm not entirely sure. I really like the Tiger 800s. That's, That's a great one. bike. That's a good one. I like the Tiger 800s. I also like the Ducati Hyper Motards. That's a good one, too. Uh, probably mm-hmm. lower, maybe like one of the, I think they make like 700, 740, something right. like that. Yeah. So probably go with something like that. Um, that's all right. That's a good yeah, answer. It's a reasonable. See, that's bike a to have. respectable answer, people. Listen to him. Well, yeah. duh. Ducati Hyper all right. Award-winning Mike, are you still back there? Yo. Yo. Yeah. So. Um, Elite 125. Charles. No, I see. All right. So here's the thing, right? Is that I can't work. I'm a shitty mechanic, and. Uh, that's not true, Mike. Yeah. So I, I'd have to get something that that runs good because I'm not good <laughs> Um, and it's got to be pretty. It's got to have a pretty mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to have a pretty mouth. <laughs> That'll fix a lot of things Dude, in life. Ten grand. <laughs> I said it can't be the smaller versus. The big one. All right. Yeah. So what do you go for? Panic Alley. 
Oh, wait. Can you, you get a 10 grand Pentagon? You said you're not a good mechanic. No. No, you cannot find a 10 yeah, Well, maybe you, you can at the Eichmann show, the one that got tipped over Ooh, on the... Uh, did y'all see that one? That's, yeah, no, that's yes. the V4. That's the <laughs> no. newest, newest. So, um... No, you can't get a Panigale for ten grand, dude. Nope. Can't you get them used? Um, <laughs> see, the, the, the thing is, the you can bikes, they run like like they're so um, like tight when you ride them. It's it's really weird. Like I like to have something that's a little maybe I don't say. Can I pick one for you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, you might be able to find a used Diaval. For ten grand, and I could easily uh, see you on that. that you know what? I could see Mike on a V Max, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's I could see him on a dial. Oh, come on! You could rip up a V Max. That'd be awesome. I tell you what. Yeah, a listen, gen. Thing is, I'm a shitty rider too, so doesn't matter. A really good bike that rides really. It's not. It's not that you know. I my Maxes are pretty. A Gen One V Max. Just buy a six grand one. Spend the rest of the money on upgrades. It's all you, buddy. Like Knox said, it'll pull your arms out. Yeah. Yeah. All the bikes I've ever owned still haven't. Come up to 10 grand, even including Mary's bike. So, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you for Andrew for sending that in. Yeah, so what's, what's, what's your bike again? What was your mic? What's your what was your bike? He wanted a portion of a Panigale. A portion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. All right. So stare at it with lust. <laughs> real quick, I got a couple of emails, and for those of you who didn't uh, message us last week after last week's show, thank you. Yeah. Because. All the messages we did get were about our eating on Mike. <laughs> mm. I apologize for that. Nom, 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 and nom, This one nom. is actually I from don't. our friend Sheila in Texas who said, Stop eating and podcasting. Nom, nom, said, nom. I'm only about five minutes into the podcast. I hope you guys stop smacking on your pizza soon. I thought there was a rule about eating during podcasting. And Sorry. I responded with, said, Well, I'm listening to it right now while eating a piece of pizza. And it's not doesn't sound so bad. Maybe you should be eating while you listen. Yeah. It really didn't. It worked out so good. And she said, well, I guess it could be worse. You could be eating tacos. <laughs> um, she said, I'm, I'm at the end of the segment now, so she made it. Glad Emma's back and with a history hole, a little bit of everything in this episode. My favorite kind, minus the smacking. Mm-hmm. And then we got another one, um, and this is from... More complaints? No. Oh. This is a good one. So, um, a lot of you may know our, our friends over at Creative Writing podcast yes so um hi larry it's it's still supposed to be a secret who he is just so you know (laughs) (laughs) oh geez um he you know he got tired of talking to a wall and he got himself a partner (laughs) right on what and he got himself a partner actually knows a little bit about biking bikes he does so uh chris wiggins is a new partner and they're doing a good job and chris he's got a real pedigree um he does racing he's He's a fan of everything, and he's got a grandfather with a lot of really cool bikes. So Chris said, hey, um, just want to let you all know you're one of my favorite shows. This is Chris, the new co-host from Creative Writing. I want to write and just say The Misfits is the best podcast going, or at least my favorite one so far. Wow. Most topics don't even uh, really have anything to do with me, but I find myself listening to it anyway. He doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, does he? He says, you guys make me want an ADV bike, but he can't because he's married with a bunch of bikes already. And Emma's history hole is the best. No! 
<laughs> you hear that? You hear that shit? It's the best. Yeah, you better listen to that. No. He says he's a big fan of old Hondas. His grandfather has about 60 bikes, and I've heard them talking about all the bikes in there. Right. Yeah. Um, mostly old step throughs. Uh-huh. Um, he's got a 79 CBX, a Suzuki Water Buffalo, and an RE5, to name a few. Fantastic. And, mm. and Chris himself has an 82 CBX bags and all. That would be a CBXB with a Prolink black suspension. It's not as desirable as his granddad's bike, mm-hmm. but a fine bike nonetheless. And actually a lot more pleasant to ride than the earlier one. It didn't try and kill you quite as often. So my <laughs> advice is um, find out what your grandfather's favorite alcohol or cigar is and keep peppering him because he's <laughs> got to leave that to somebody. Right. Mm, but yeah, Thanks for fine in. bikes all. But yeah, hey Chris, just wanted to say shout out. Um, and yeah, check out Creative Writing Podcast because they're doing new things and trying out more things. And uh, yeah, Chris really seems to know what he's talking about. Good good companion for Larry. Knock, what do you have there? Yeah, I got an email from Troy Bennett. Uh, it goes, I know you guys are flat out. You get what? I know you guys are flat out. I'm loving the podcast. Hang out for each new episode. Okay. Do you pre-read these? Or not? No. Yeah, okay. I am illiterate. Uh, I need some help. Where can I get aftermarket controls? I want to get more compact, a more compact set of switches that don't but won't oh my god oh come that on re- knock fucking hell mate. that won't reel the, my bank I gave you the it, email with three lines <laughs> yeah they're like really <laughs> literally true like, I want to give you <laughs> I want to get a more compact set of switches that won't reel my bank that won't reel my bank okay okay anyway any help would be great thanks there's a lot okay <laughs> He wants to know where you can get aftermarket switches for his bike. <coughs> on the so, cheap. Yeah, gear, on the yeah. cheap. Uh, therein, so therein lies the problem. Now, what's he riding? A, uh, a Vulcan. A Vulcan that he's been uh, chopping up. So mm-hmm. I do know something I've discovered in the past. Uh, dirt bike switches. They make these yeah. universal kind of very simple, yes, they no do. frills, they, dirt they bike switches. Suck, they kind of suck, but they do make those. But um, remember when we were up at the Dirt Bag Challenge, I was interviewing a right. guy who was working on a CB750, and he had these really sweet um, billet uh, controls that just had unmarked switches yeah, on them. Yeah, but that's expensive. It's expensive, and it went to a control box that you can then program them to do whatever you wanted. Troy, yeah. pay attention, darling. If you go down a wrecking yard and there you find yep. the switches from a Kawasaki dirt bike, now that could be a KLX 250, could even be a KLR 650, mm-hmm. not only will it be smaller than the ones on your Vulcan, bonus... The color coding is gonna be the same. Nice. nice. So I've always been uh, on the plug eBay. and play, darling. Yeah, eBay. Right so yeah, get yourself. Make sure they're from a Kawasaki. <laughs> use the color coding. Bang them on. KLR 650. You know they're kind of goofy switches. They got little dimples in them, like mm-hmm. golf balls, but they are small. Do they have a hazard? Do you know if they have no. a hazard? No. No. What the hell do you want a hazard for? I don't know. I want a hazard when I sit close to you. Now. I know. <laughs> you know. I know. And the other thing that I've done on that's right some bikes is relocate switches to other locations. Like, mm. um, you can get a universal key switch, and I put it down onto the frame, like on mm-hmm. this uh, little cafe racer out here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, or I even also on the other side put a 
push button switch onto right. the, the neck of the frame uh, to work as a starter switch. So you can get just universal switches from a hardware store mm-hmm. and put them in alternate locations on the bike. They don't have to be on the controls. Like in the next room. What? What? Yeah, you could put a starter switch for your bike in the next room. Remote A really nice but little misfit um, roundabout way of fixing a radiator problem was Henry just put a switch on. It, it, the thermostat wasn't working, so he. Oh just yeah, he just put a manual <laughs> switch. Like, put a manual switch, and when it was getting hot, it was. Oh, turn you on just turn switch. your fan on. <laughs> turn the, the fan. On. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, but I would also recommend that if you are going to put aftermarket switches on a bike get something that's weather weatherproof yeah it yeah. was a marine switch yeah go to marine store yep. they've got yeah great marine stuff there. switches are good yeah. idea all right emma what do you got there okay i have an email here from justin robert markle hello justin hi misfits as one of the proud mm-hmm. individuals that have listened to every one of your podcasts well it's a big bonus there, wow. Isn't it? <laughs> wow well done mate. sorry um yeah <laughs> i would like to thank you for all the hours of entertainment and helpful information the podcast is awesome and i look forward to it every week wow there's the we want to look after this guy because yeah. he just paid us a lot well, of he's compliments got a good question. Wow. I have a 1982 BMW R65 LS, which is a great bike, that I intend to store for five years or more and was hoping you all could provide some tips on the best way to prep the bike. I have heard that the gas tank should be filled with gasoline treated with fuel stabilizer. No, don't do that, darling. I have also heard that you simply drain the tank and then swirl approximately a tablespoon of motor oil around inside the tank with the hope of sufficiently coating the inside of the tank to prevent rust. Yeah, don't do that, darling. I would prefer not to have to keep the tank full of gas if possible. Also, the bike will be stored in a climate-controlled environment, so I do. Re- do I really need to worry about rust in the tank? I am also not sure of the best way to prep the brake line. Should I just drain the brake fluid? I have heard that denatured alcohol can be used to thoroughly clean the lines. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks again, Justin. Hmm. So the tank. Let's deal with the tank. You're going to say drain mm. it completely? Yeah, drain yeah. it completely. Dry Clim- it. Cl- drain it, dry it. Co- climate controlled environment. Justin, you're not going to have so any problems. If you right? if you dry it, like stick it out in the sun, dry it. Would you then want to like wrap it in plastic? No. Not in the climate. You don't want to wrap it in plastic unless you know you've gotten all the moisture out. Yeah, and also, it, would it be advisable to leave the cab off or on? No, leave it on. Leave it on? Yeah, drain it and leave it on. Okay. Don't drain the bowls, too. I'm going to stick my neck out. What bike is it? It's carbureted? Yeah, yeah, it's carbureted. So don't forget to drain the carburetors. It's got Bing carburetors. They are the Mm -hmm. easiest carburetors in the world. Just reach down underneath the carburetor. There's a clip. You pull the clip back, drop the float valve off, dump it outside. You're done. So make sure that the gas tank's dry. Um, The... The brake lines, though. I'm Dry not, well, I'm going to come to the brake lines in a minute. What I would do, because I'm thinking about the petcocks now, mm-hmm. um, and the petcocks, they can kind of bind up if they're dry for a period of time. Hmm. What I might want to do is if you can, once you've drained the tank, if you can kind of look in with a flashlight and 
actually see where the stacks are for the petcocks inside the gas tank and kind of aim WD-40 in there with a straw and squirt it in and just work your petcocks or pull a fuel line off and work it up from underneath hmm. just so you've got some lube on the petcocks so in five years this time this is getting so <laughs> <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping a straight face yeah. well, can't so you, it's, but you can't the, spit in it yeah don't spit so, in it so <laughs> basically cut a long story short Justin don't worry about the gas tank leave it dry <clears> it's climate controlled yep. the brake lines that's a slightly different story. Um, brake fluid is hygroscopic, which means it sucks moisture out of the air, which is why you can basically you can have a brake system that's completely nice and it will find the moisture out of the air and turn the inside of your master cylinder in just horrendous shit. But aren't you better to just leave it in and then just drain it when you What come I'm going to suggest, I'm going to suggest a couple of things to Justin. The first is start with the newest brake fluid, so bleed your brakes. Yep. Make sure the brake fluid's new, seal it up nice and tight. You can even put some saran wrap over the master cylinder lid to make sure no air can get in. It's going to be okay in five years. Flush it through, you'll be fine. The yeah. second suggestion, which is a little more work, is choose a brake fluid that's not hygroscopic, which basically means dot five. And if you use dot five fluid, it's gonna be good to go in five years' time without even bleeding it. The bad news is you've got to get every trace of dot three out of the system because dot five and dot three don't mix. I was gonna it say crystallizes, right? Yeah. Exactly. It reacts to yeah. Now, I don't personally <coughs> like dot five in bikes because it gives you a slightly more mushy pedal. Hmm. Um, dot three is a lot more viscous than dot five. Dot five it almost looks like kerosene when it comes out. It's purple and it's very watery. Right, but if you put fresh brake fluid in there that has no water in it already yeah it'll be fine it should be what about the tires for five years of storage yeah get them, no, they'll, they'll be fine in climate control but get them off the ground yeah. now an yeah. r65 yeah. ls has got a center stand so the back wheel's already going to be off the ground you know just get a little piece of wood under the front and get the front wheel off the right. ground so you don't get a flat spot and i was going to say because we know that the rubber um loses uh right so what you should do is take a little bit of oil and just coat the whole tire uh, <laughs> just let it, let it soak uh, in no oh my god <laughs> but no, don't listen no, to if, that if you really want to preserve the tires like coat them in cosmoline or something yeah, but, but um do not under any circumstances drain your brake system it's going to be a nightmare yeah, yeah. a dry brake system all the seals in the master cylinder right. are going to go hard. Yep. All the seals in the calipers are going to go hard. Yep. The brake lines themselves are going to go harden mm -hmm. up, and they'll probably mm -hmm. plug up. It, no, and no, 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 no. And don't no. forget to remove the battery. Battery off. Yes. So, long-term, five-year storage, and this applies to any bikes, not just BMW. Use. Um, <coughs> battery off. And you might as well throw it away, because there's no battery it's yeah. ever going to last. Give it to a friend long. or something. Give it, give it to your best friend and say, <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> drain the gas tank, make sure the petcocks are lubricated, drain the float bowls, and make sure there's fresh fluid in it. Get the tires off the ground. You're done. You can do that in half a day. And also fresh oil change, too, before you park it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You don't want to let it sit for four years with old oil in it. No. No. Oh. Cool. Well, I hope that answers it. And that was some good tips. Yeah. Um, good luck, Justin. We're running out of time, but Mike, do you have an announcement you would like to make? Michael. Yeah. Um. This is a 
world premiere announcement. Are you going it? full Vin Diesel on us? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nobody goes full retard. <laughs> All right, Mike, what's the big news? Made another movie. Yeah, we did. Ooh. I thought you were going to say we made another baby. I just finished the whole thing up while we're here, so you guys are going to have to tell me what happened on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had a little fun uh, last few weeks. We made a little, it's just a nice little PSA, I, w- I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. That's public, a public, public service, service announcement, announcement, darling. That's what we made. Yes. yes. <laughs> For the motorcycling community. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I think even non motorcyclists might enjoy it yeah and let's just say we pulled out all the stops this was a big budget on this one yes <laughs> it's the biggest biggest production yet it, it was I biggest just, production uh, there are children and farm animals uh, just children. And, uh, <laughs> oh, there's a blo- there's a blooper reel. Oh no. Oh really? Oh no. Nice. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, um, where can people find this? Um, on the YouTube page, uh, Recycle Motorcycle Garage. If you go to YouTube, you can just type in Motorcycle Misfits or Recycle Motorcycle Garage or you know. Well, uh, so well, you, have you come up with a title for this yet? Because I have one in mind. If you haven't. I just thought uh, it's a PSA. Just a be kind wave to everyone. No, I agree. Will you guys have a... I feel like that's a little gay. <laughs> um, is anyone in, in striking? Is anyone in, in striking distance of his balls? Yeah, but I but he's in striking distance of mine too. Okay. Do you have like uh, a, a DVD commentary version of this yeah. where we could? Yeah. yeah, we should do that. And also too. All right. Well, let's just call it scooterists are people too. <laughs> but they're not, darling. I know. I know. What? <laughs> Anyway, we so we we enjoyed making it and hope you enjoy it. So I'll also put a link uh, <coughs> on our Facebook page, but um, you can always go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com to find a link yes, to sir. everything there. Those guys. Cool. Um, that's an important message too. Yeah. 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 Yes. Did you have to say something, Emma? I would like to thank once again our Patreon subscribers. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. You're keeping us going. I sort of have an update, actually, for Sonia. Uh, Your daughter was on the ride the other week. Oh, yeah. You got the the bike off the mountain, right? We did. And and it only has bent bars? That's it. Wow. That thing is a beast. It has been through so much crap. That's awesome. So, first time bike for somebody, FZ6, older model uh, she's killing it and it still keeps ticking um, cool. hey naked jim aren't you selling one of those and nice. so she was she's not hurt or anything she's okay you are just giving her a little bit of shit about riding over her head are you can she's proud You're i proud. am so proud she got her <laughs> ass up <laughs> and then she yeah. got to ride my ninja while i rode the bike home with crooked handlebars. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Um, I actually have another announcement and about Sonia's... And I still Sonya's kept up with the boys. Right. Yeah, okay. good. Right. Um, good. But I have another announcement about Sonia's daughter, Sydney. And oh. she actually started last week at Monterey Peninsula Passport. Yay! Wow. Yay! Hard set cost! Yes. <laughs> She's kicking ass. Cool. So, um... Also, uh, I want to remind everyone, Zazzle.com is where you can go to get our swag. Vajazzle.com? This is the perfect time to get sweatshirts. It's getting cold, John. You, you, oh, yeah. you, were you getting cold here today? 
No, not so bad. Get it in Vermont. Zazzle.com. <laughs> Get a motorsexual sleepy show. <laughs> exactly. And again, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Get to, to all of our links. So, yeah, I wanted to thank everyone for listening. And also, again, a big thanks to Zero3D.com. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! <laughs> for sponsoring us. C-I-R-O-3D.com. That is That's where you find them. Yes. On that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again for listening. This is Liza. Bagel. Sonia. Henry. Charlie. This is Doc. Sigalen. Emma Charlie. John. Julio. Aloha. Nicky Jim. Isaac. Mike. Yo. Kobe. And we're out of here. Cool, cool.